we're continuing on in our series called Jesus, the Son of God, where we've been studying the disciple John's recollection of the life of Jesus. In the first part of the gospel, we saw Jesus' amazing signs and miracles, his public ministry. And last week, we saw from John 13 that there was a shift, a shift from his public ministry into his private ministry, his personal ministry in the upper room with his 12 disciples. Now, his 12 disciples have been with him for three years now, walking together, eating together, living together. And he, he takes some time in his last few moments to mentor them and disciple them and to love on them. And last week, we saw him. The, the heart of Jesus, the humble leader who got on his knees and washed the feet of his disciples. And he calls us to follow his example. Tonight we continue on in John chapter 14 where he introduces the third person of God, the Holy Spirit. So we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit tonight. So let's read together John 14, 15 to 27, and then John 15, uh, 26 to 27. I'm going to be reading from the NIV. If you love me, keep my commands. And I'll ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him, because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Before long, the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. On that day, you will realize that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Whoever has has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love them and show myself to them. Then Judas, not Judas Iscariot, said, But Lord, why do you intend to show yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus replied, anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My father will love them and we will come to them and make our home with them. Anyone who does not love me will not, uh, will not obey my teaching. These words you hear are not my own. They belong to the father who sent me. All this I have spoken while still with you. But the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. And then we jump to John chapter 15, verse 26 and 27. When the advocate comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who goes out from the Father, he will testify about me. And you also must testify, for you have been with me from the beginning. Amen. 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 One of the big things that we learn about God in this passage is what we know as the Holy Trinity. God consists of three persons, but they are one being. And it's it's not the easiest concept for us to understand, but it's hopefully through this passage we can learn a little bit more. Now, there are two things that we need to understand about the Holy Trinity. The first one is this. They are separate persons. 
They are separate persons. Verse 16, I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. There's the Father and then there's the advocate. Verse 21, whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my Father and I too will love them and show myself to them. There is a clear distinction between Jesus and the Father. Verse 26, but the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Clearly, Holy Spirit is not the Father. Holy Spirit is not Jesus. The Father is not Jesus. They are separate. In verse, uh, chapter 15, verse 26, when the advocate comes, whom I will send from the Father, the Spirit of truth who goes out from the Father, he will testify me. The language that is used to describe God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit shows us that they are separate. They are separate persons. But we also know that the Holy Trinity are three separate persons, but one being. One being. Verse 18, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. And even though he speaks about the Holy Spirit coming to them, he's speaking on his own behalf. Verse 23, Jesus replied, anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My Father will love them and we will come to them and make our home in them. And John uses, um, Jesus uses the collective term of we. And this is what the Holy Trinity is. That God the Father, Jesus the Son, and the Holy Spirit are three different persons with different roles and yet are one being. They're all God. They're all God. Now Jesus introduces the Holy Spirit and the Greek word that is used is the word paraclete. Paraclete. And depending on which translation of the Bible you hold, you'll get a different version of this word paraclete. In the NIV that we read, the translation was the word advocate. But in other translations, we see terms like comforter and counselor. And we see that these are the many, these are part of the different um, roles of the Holy Spirit. And we want to look at those three terms advocate, uh, comforter, and counselor. And we feel, uh, we think that these three words well describe who the Holy Spirit is and what the Holy Spirit is doing for us. So, number one, advocate. The term advocate is one who pleads another's cause, who helps another by defending or comforting them. An advocate is one who speaks in our defense. It's a legal term that describes what a lawyer would do when they represent us or represent someone before a judge. They plead our case and they defend us. This is who the Holy Spirit is. The role of the Holy Spirit is to advocate on our behalf before the great judge, our, our God. 1 John uh, chapter 2, verse 1 reads, My little children, I'm writing these things to you so that you may not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, an advocate, Jesus Christ the righteous, and the atoning sacrifice for our sin, not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. What Jesus does, so does the Spirit. Advocates for us. But the Holy Spirit isn't only advocating for us, but the Holy Spirit is also advocating for Jesus. 
John 14, 26, but the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and remind you of everything I have said to you. It's reminding us, it's defending the case of Christ to us. See, even right now, right here, it doesn't matter where you are, the Holy Spirit resides inside of us. And we see this in John 14, 17. But you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you right now. The Holy Spirit who resides in us is nudging us towards Jesus in all that we do. Now, some people will call this our conscience. But as believers, we know that this is the work of the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit that is present with us now. It's the Holy Spirit that continues to teach us and lead us towards God. It's the Holy Spirit that gives us the strength to fight against temptation and in times of trial. This is who the Holy Spirit is, the great advocator. The great advocate. Secondly, we have the Holy Spirit as the comforter. Another translation of the Greek word paraclete is the word comforter, God's divine comforter. The comforter's role is to be that friend who supports us through difficult times in our lives, times of fear, times of trouble and grief. It is the Holy Spirit that comforts us. Jesus, after spending three years with his disciples, living 24-7 together, tells his disciples that he will be leaving. He will be leaving them. Because Jesus knew what was around the corner, his arrest, his death. But Jesus comforts them. He comforts his disciples with the assurance that they wouldn't be left as orphans. John 14, 18, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. And this is the work that would be done through the Holy Spirit. See, even though that Jesus is not with us physically right now, he left the Holy Spirit to be with us, to live inside of us, to dwell inside of us, to comfort us in times of need. The Holy Spirit is the great comforter. Thirdly, the third definition of the word paraclete is the word counselor. And it is this translation that helps us to understand that the Holy Spirit not only advocates for us and not only comforts us, but wants us to uh, mature and be healthy as human beings and as Christians. See, a counsellor may be an advocate sometimes and usually comforts, but the primary goal of a counsellor is to guide us towards options for change and growth. Not only does the Holy Spirit comfort us in challenging times, but the Holy Spirit challenges us in times of comfort for the sake of our growth. It's only when we're challenged in our comfort zone that we can grow our capacities and expand our hearts. John 15, 27, And you also must testify, for you have been with me from the beginning. It's the Holy Spirit that pushes you into situations where maybe you were not expecting. It can be as simple as a thought popping into your head. Hey, why don't I get out of the car and help that old lady put something heavy in her, in her car? Or suddenly having this urge to be generous with our time and our finances. See, 
these aren't just random thoughts as much as we think that there is some kind of you know, innate goodness inside of us. This is the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit using opportunities to grow us, to challenge us, and to mature us to be more like Jesus. Jesus tells his disciples, I'm going to go and I'm going to send the advocate, the comforter, the counsellor, so that you are not alone. Friends, let's take a moment. Let's think about the situation we're in at the moment. You're at home. You're in the car. Maybe you're listening online. When you should be here in Chatswood with us. The life, is, the, the life that we live has changed dramatically. We only recently heard, I think last night, that the amount of deaths because of this coronavirus in Italy has actually surpassed um, the number that was in China. So early on when people were looking at China and feeling sorry for China and, and praying for China, that's completely shifted. And now it's not a regional virus, but it is a global virus. If you look at the economy, we're looking at 10, 15, 18-year lows. The stock markets are crashing. People are losing money in their super and their investments. The world is changing. Sadly, because of that downturn, we're hearing people losing their jobs especially those that work in hospitality, or I guess around a lot of different industries. They don't, they don't have as many shifts or they're losing their jobs. They're losing their livelihood businesses, not being able to continue. This is the reality of the world that we live in. People are dying. The economy is going bust. The freedoms that we used to enjoy like walking in the street, going to school, getting on public transport. I guess a lot of the things that we took for granted are now being challenged, are now being taken away from us. And we have to wonder, how do we get through this? How do you and I get through this? I think when Jesus was telling his disciples, I'm going to leave. Now they followed him for three years. They believed in him for three years. They left their livelihood. They left everything to go and follow Jesus. And Jesus is telling them, I'm going to be leaving. I think there would have been an enormous amount of uncertainty and chaos in the heart of these disciples. Maybe quite similar to where we're at today. Maybe you're waking up uncertain and maybe you're waking up with chaos in your mind. But the same response that Jesus gives to his disciples is what Jesus is giving to us today. And he says, I'm leaving you, not as orphans, but I will come to you. And he has come to us through the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is with us right now. He's with you right now. He's advocating for you. He's defending you. He's comforting you in this time of need. And he's counseling you. And saying, even in this time of, of pressure and this time of uncertainty, there is still things that the Lord wants us to know and for us to grow. He's with you. 
He has not left you. He is with you. The world has changed and continues to change at a pace that leaves many of us anxious, nervous, and uncertain. But what we do know is what Jesus has told us, that even though he may not be around, the Holy Spirit, the third member of the Trinity, will be with us. And I believe that's why he can say with full confidence in John 14.27, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Let me read those words out again because I believe that these are the words that we need to hear and we need to be assured. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Jesus, as he shares these words with his disciples to reassure them in personal relationship, I believe he gives to us these same words today. And through the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit that is with us, that advocates for us, that comforts us, that counsels us. The Holy Spirit brings about that peace that Jesus promises. Friends, be honest. What is your greatest need in this time? Is it toilet paper? I've got a little bit. But I also have six kids, so I have to share. I have to ration. Is it rice? Is it pasta? Is it a job? Is it relationship? What, what, what is it that you need right now? And I, I think what the world needs right now is peace. See, the thing about this virus, and if you look at history, is that viruses have come and gone. Pandemics have come and gone. Uh, kingdoms have come and gone. This, this virus isn't a one-off. It's probably the biggest one that most of us have lived through. But if you look at human history, the storms have come and gone all the time. And even though technology has gotten better and medicine has gotten better and social networking has gotten better, communications have gotten better, these storms continue to come our way. And so we learn that we can't control the storm. So if we can't control the storm, then what is our real need? Our need is peace. Peace is not the absence of chaos. Peace is found in the midst of chaos. Jesus didn't say, my peace I'll give to you, I'll get rid of all your enemies, and I'll get rid of all the bad stuff in your life, and then you will have peace. Jesus said these words knowing that the, the climax of his ministry on earth, the opposition that was going to come, the absence of his presence was coming. And yet he confidently says these words, my peace I give to you. It's because the peace is not found 
from a lack of chaos, but the peace is found with the sound knowledge that God is with you, that God is with us, and through the Holy Spirit, he dwells inside of us. Now I know that sometimes when we talk about the Holy Spirit, we get different opinions about who he is, what he does, and that's fine. But what we need to understand tonight is that no matter where you are, no matter what you're going through, no matter what part of the world you're in, that God is with you through his spirit, that he has not left you, he has not forsaken you, but he has come to you to dwell in your heart. That gives us peace. That gives us peace to know that God is with us. Friends, when you wake up tomorrow morning, the world will change again. The news will be different. More people would have died. More people would have contracted this disease. And please, let's continue to pray. Let's continue to pray for healing of those sick. Let's pray for those in the medical field um, that are working so hard to um, look after the sick. Let's pray for those that are working on a vaccine that, that, you know, that, that would be found. But when you wake up tomorrow, the first thing that you're going to really need is peace. Knowing that no matter what happens tomorrow, because you and I cannot control tomorrow. And it's not just this virus. You and I cannot control what happens tomorrow. You and I cannot even guarantee tomorrow. What we need to do is when we go to sleep tonight, we need to be at peace knowing that God is with us. And no matter what happens tomorrow, because God is with us, we can get through this. Friends, take the words of Jesus today. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. And I pray that through the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit that is with you, that is dwelling inside of you, inside your house right now, wherever you are, that you would receive this peace and that peace would be experienced eternally. Amen. Let me pray.